Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. And speaking of percentages... And I don't want to jinx anything, and I don't think I can jinx anything based on my audience, how many people are listening to this. But let's talk about free throw shooting, all right? West Virginia has three guys, Taz, Shot Robot, Jordan McCabe, who are shooting 90% from the free throw line. I'm not going to raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drank your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. From the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 16, Florida. Can we just sit out the Big 12 SEC Challenge or SEC Big 12 Challenge, whatever? We're not the worst at it, but we're definitely not the best at it. Yeah, I say we like I'm on the team. West Virginia is now two and six in this made for TV event, losing today to Florida at home, 85 to 80. And Florida is a really good team. Do not get that twisted. This is not something to read too much into. Game West Virginia, once again, could have won. This game was closed throughout. I'm a nerd. I get out a sheet of paper 
I write things, I write notes during the game. And one of the things I do, and I learned this from someone who, it might even be Fran Priscilla, where you keep track of the score every four minutes. Like, check the score when they have the TV timeout. So I write down the score ten times. The four TV timeouts, halftime, final score. In this game, neither team got outscored by more than three points, with the exception of the last four minutes of the first half where West Virginia outscored Florida 11-5, to right? So West Virginia goes into half with a first, with a five-point lead. This game was tied at 75 with under five minutes left. It was a one-point game with under two minutes left, okay? So it's not... West Virginia was not expected to run away with this game. They were a four-and-a-half-point favorite. That was the betting line. And so as well as they executed on the last few possessions of the Texas Tech comeback, I would say today they basically did the opposite. And that's basketball. It's not the same every time. This time, they didn't do well at the end of the game. And they did not score on their last three possessions. (laughs) The game before, they made their last 10 shots. This game did not score on the last three possessions. And the shots West Virginia got in those last last three possessions. One ended with a shot robot contested three. One ended with a Taz Sherman half-court heave. And the last possession... Two missed threes by Deuce and Shot Robot. And so, and that's the game. Florida wins by five. And you can boil this loss down to a few things. First of all, Deuce McBride is a great basketball player. But all the greats, college, professional, rec league, YMCA, church league, three-on-three league, horse, whatever. Sometimes the shot's not going down. It's not a matter of you not working hard. It's not a matter of... It's it's just sometimes the shot doesn't go in, and it's happened to every single basketball player ever who's ever played. And so coming off an amazing performance against Texas Tech, Deuce's shot didn't go in today. Right? And so Deuce has us trained, even if the shot's not going down late in the game, we're expecting one of them to go in. He's He's been that good. He's been that clutch. And so it's tied 75. West Virginia gets Deuce an open three. That's the shot you want. It wasn't a contested three. It's a wide open three. Based on how Deuce has been shooting at the last few games, West Virginia wanted that shot, and he misses it. That's it. Sometimes you miss the shot, and then, of course, Florida comes down. They get an open three. They make it. So that's a six-point swing in what ends up being a five-point game. So 
you can say one of the reasons West Virginia lost today is because Deuce's shot wasn't falling, and that's not a negative on Deuce. Because guess what? Deuce's greatness, he knew he didn't have it. The Taz Sherman three uh, half-court heave, Deuce was not looking to shoot on that possession. Like he had basically said, it's not, it's not me today, guys, but how can I put you in a position to win? And he was looking to set up Taz for the final three. Florida deflected the pass. It ends up with a half-court shot. But Deuce had a career-high nine assists today, six rebounds, no turnovers. So it's not like Deuce was off completely, but especially in a game where Jordan McCabe gives gives you one point, Bridges goes scoreless, and Deuce came out hot. He made three shots in the first five minutes of the game, but we needed one or two more shots to fall for Deuce today to win, right? So not a knock on Deuce. But it is a reason West Virginia came up short today. The second thing is free throws. You got to make them in close games. I didn't think I had the power to jinx a free throw shooting. And yet, I'm taking some responsibility there. (laughs) When I talked about it on this podcast, three guys shooting 90% or higher from the free throw line, we're now down to one. It's only shot robot now. And in this game, in the second half, Taz Sherman, one of those guys who was shooting 90%, he missed three free throws in the second half. Gabe, he he went over two. My guy Gabe, who went with the new hairstyle today, got it short. It looks good, Gabe. But my man Gabe is one for his last of 11 from the free throw line, and they don't look close. Like, he's shooting under 40% for the season from the free throw line. Gabe hasn't made a free throw in 2021. The last one he made was in the Iowa State game in in the middle of December. And so Huggins in the press conference, and you look at Culver. We'll get to Culver here in a minute. Culver was killing it from the line. So why is Huggins harping on free throw shooting? He's... Without using Taz's name and Gabe's name, he's talking about those guys missing free throws. And I think those those comments of Huggins was directed at Taz. And you compare that to Florida, their tall guy, he went nine for nine from the free throw line. So he went 100%, <laughs> including four big free throws in the last two minutes to close it out. So you look at the box score. It wasn't the worst stat line from the free throw line for WVU. But in a close game, and this was close all through the game, one for two from the line and over two from the line, that can be the difference. And it was a difference today. And then the final reason, and it has something to do with the first two reasons that West Virginia lost a day, is just, Let's just call this luck, <laughs> right? Sometimes you can be unlucky. Now, Huggins in the post-game Zoom, he attributed luck to effort. 
And the more effort you put in with these 50-50 balls and where a ball bounces, if you're if you're putting in more effort and diving on the floor or whatever, then you're going to get your share of those, you know, heads or tails, flip a coin situations. I would argue that sometimes luck is just luck. Perfect example. Florida up 78-75. Deuce misses the wide open three. Florida makes the wide open three. Florida gets a stop. They come back down. The tall guy for Florida, he has it above the foul line. He has it for a while. Gabe comes over, pokes it loose. West Virginia is starting the run the other way. It's in Derek Culver's hands. And then uh, <laughs> tall guy for Florida, he David Blaine's the ball out of his hands. I watched it three or four times. I couldn't figure out how he did it. He just, it, it looked like a magic trick, but he got the ball back. Everybody's going the opposite direction. Tall guy drives, makes a layup. I'm going to air quote this, got fouled, and he makes the free throw. So again, in swings, Culver's got the ball. West Virginia's going in transition, except they're not going in transition and Florida gets three more points. Now they're up six in what ends up being a five-point game, right? So other situations, West Virginia has the ball, but then like borderline just kicked it out of bounds. Only 10 turnovers as a team, but a handful of those turnovers were just unlucky turnovers. Uncharacteristic, not ball pressure. It's not something Florida did. It's just, you know, <laughs> sometimes when you play basketball, you accidentally kick the ball out of bounds. So, you know, I'm thinking, looking back, what breaks the WVU get late in the game when Gabe got a charge called on the tall Florida guy? That probably was a block. So that was one break. All of the other breaks by my recollection, Florida got. Okay? So you just needed a few more breaks. And they didn't get them today. Positives from today? Obviously, Derek Culver. 28 points. That's a career high. 12 rebounds. He was great passing out of the double teams. He didn't have any assists, but it wasn't because of him. He was passing the ball out of double teams for guys to step into three-point shots, and they just didn't go in. Didn't happen. Derek Culver, 14 of 17 from the free throw line. Here's a weird stat. This is the third game of Derek Culver's career where he's made more than 10 free throws. West Virginia has lost all of those games. (laughs) So Culver... Huggins was talking about working with Culver one-on-one after practice the day before the game with the combination of working on post moves, working on his free throw shot. The man makes 14 free throws. And he's done this before. And so I'm what I'm saying is when Derek 
is making them in bulk. History tells us that's not a good sign for WVU winning the game. It's good for Derek Culver. It's something that hopefully will carry over into the rest of the Big 12 schedule. But Derek Culver, you can't complain about his game today. He was great. He got he got the ball David Blaine from him that one time. And I can't – it's not on the person who, you know, when the magician does a trick, it's not on the person who got the trick done on. You know what I mean? It's not on you. Somebody's doing magic. And Shot Robot today, his settings were tweaked, went into the settings section, and it was tuned in, the robot, to right corner twos and threes. Because Shot Robot did not miss from the right corner. 21 points, 5 of 11 from 3. And so it's good where he was struggling, making shots, seeing the ball go in versus Texas Tech, seeing the ball go in versus Florida today. Those are things that hopefully will carry over, especially, again, with guys still getting healthy, still getting acclimated to this new way that West Virginia has to play moving forward with injuries and transfers. But all that being said, it's another loss. Mike White is now 3-0 and versus Bob Huggins. WVU finishes their non-conference schedule 7-2 and this season. For what it's worth, this is the third time West Virginia has lost the Big 12 SEC Challenge game in Morgantown. The other two seasons where they lost this game at home, West Virginia made the Sweet 16. For what it's worth, you know? That doesn't... Past... <laughs> Past performance does not guarantee future results. That's a that's a stock market term. Random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is a lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Have you heard about embroidery? You know, stitching in the shapes. Perhaps a font. Perhaps that font with your initials. On something that you cherish. Huh? Or maybe you have a logo or a design or you need one created and then instead and then have that stitched up. On a hat, on a t-shirt, on a sweatshirt. The options are limitless with embroidery. I don't think you can embroider on skin. But almost anything else, or like metal. I don't know if you can embroider metal. But call or text Dyer Prime to find out more about embroidery. Because they can do it. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web at DyerPrime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. You know what's fun? Walking sticks. ESPN, you know, getting creative. They had Bob Huggins show off some of his walking sticks in his office. Uh, I did not have Bob Huggins as a walking stick guy. But he had three of them. (laughs) 
showing off his walking sticks, coming back from a TV timeout, something that was already recorded before the game. One had his name on it. He was very proud of, uh, and he almost sounded surprised when he looked at the walking stick, like, ah, uh, this one has my name on it. So walking sticks, the main use for a walking stick, according to Bob Huggins, one very obvious help with walking on hills up and down. And two, another very obvious reason to keep snakes away. <laughs> that really hit home. And, and Huggins, you know, very smart man, sees the walking stick and says, I use this to keep myself upright going up and down a hill and keep the snakes away. And I respect that. And then here's the here's the exciting part. So Huggins is showing off his walking stick, cut to the color commentator wherever he's at. He's not in Morgantown. And he's got walking sticks wherever he's doing his color commentary. And he doesn't have a lot to say about, I don't know if his name was on his walking stick. He only had two instead of three. If it was a contest, Huggins would win. And basically, it was a segment (laughs) during a basketball game called Check Out My Walking Sticks. (laughs) And if you had, uh, I don't know what the betting odds on, on that of walking stick segment happening during the WVU Florida game. But if you had money on that, congratulations. The odds had to have been what? Uh, you know, 250 to one. And yet it happened. But it made me think, you know, I'm, I'm into walking sticks. I don't have one myself. It made me think of all the purposes you could use a walking stick for. Huggins just, I think Huggins just scratched the surface on, on, all the different ways you can use a walking stick. So for you, I've ranked uses for a walking stick. I've got 10 of them and there's plenty more. Just the, the possibilities are endless for a walking stick. Here's the top 10 uses for a walking stick. Number 10, Huggins mentioned it, walking hills, <laughs> right? Keep you upright. Makes sense. The origin of the walking stick, that's number 10. Number nine, limbo stick. You can't go to the store and get a limbo stick. You know, DJs have to order them. I think DJs have an, it used to be a, a paper catalog. Now it's an online catalog where you can order a limbo stick. But in a pinch, you're ready to limbo, use a walking stick. Number eight, obviously it's a weapon. How do I know it's a weapon? Uh, The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle with the purple eye mask. That turtle had a walking stick. And he had some, it looked like, uh, like, like the tape that you'd use to roll up your ankle. He had tape in the middle of that thing so he could grip it in the middle. 100% a, a weapon. Number seven, wiffle ball bat. I mean, I don't know if you can stand in the batter's box with that with the walking stick that Huggins was using, but you've seen a wiffle ball bat, not the big fat one, you know, the skinny one. 
I think a walking stick in a pinch could double as a as a wiffle ball bat. Number six, Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> That's not the purpose, but you want to practice shifting gears like the snowman and Smokey and the Bandit, then sit down on any chair, put the walking stick down, and just practice shifting the gears. I think there's like 25 gears in an 18-wheeler, or maybe it's it's equal amount gears to wheels. Like if it's an 18-wheeler, then you have 18 gears. I, I'm not sure how it works, but you can 100% practice your gear shifting with a walking stick and not, you know, not in your Miata. I'm talking about your big rig. Now I'm 10, 10 on the side. Number five crutch. I look at a walking stick. It looks like an obvious crutch, you know, Hey, you know, one of your guys on your team sprains an ankle on the floor Huggins could come out and, you know, maybe he has a hug, uh, the walking stick like behind the scores table, grabs the walking stick, gives it to the trainer, trainer brings it out, accompanies the guy out. I've never seen that, but you could do that. And in my head, I think that's possible. Number four, balance stick for people who walk tight ropes, right? I'm getting ready to practice my tightrope walking. I forgot my balance stick. Well, Josh, I got a walking stick. Oh, that'll work. The Is that what that thing is called? The balance stick? It looks like it's super long. I don't know how far a walking stick is going to get you, but it, it should be able to keep your balance. I think any stick works there. Longer stick, the better. And Walking stick, a nice long stick. Balance stick. Number three, firewood. And that's obvious. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to have as easy of a time going down the hill, but it's dark. Don't see a lot of wood. I can start a fire because I've seen the TV show alone. Here's a big long stick. It's made of wood. This will light. Three is firewood. Number two, and this was really, this is basically a 1A and 1B, but number two is creek jumper. I mean, picture <laughs> from West Virginia, picture a, a creek. It can't be too deep, but you don't, you need to get to the other side of the creek, right? The walking stick, perfect. Treat it like a a, uh, a primitive pole jumping situation. You can jump over a puddle. In my head, the the most the the most accurate way of using this to jump over something is jumping over a creek in West Virginia. So number two for a walking stick, creek jumper, and number one again, Huggins said it, snake repellent. Uh, you know, now for me, I would throw to repel a snake. If I saw a snake, I would throw the stick at the snake and then run full speed away from the snake. That'd be my method. A guy like Bob Huggins, 
and most of the population probably, or a good percentage, they would use it to kind of poke at the snake, make it move away. Either way, you're getting the snake farther away from you than when you, if you didn't have a walking stick. So that's number one, snake repeller. There's your top 10 uses for a walking stick. I'm sure you can use that information in life. Final thoughts coming up. Unreasonable Doubt is on the social media. On Instagram, at Unreasonable Doubt WV. On Twitter, at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook, go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. Do it! Interact with the show. thoughts for this episode of unreasonable doubt the next game for wvu is tuesday night 7 p.m on the road at iowa state this is an espn plus game the first big 12 conference game on the espn plus it is being promoted by espn west virginia beat iowa state at home in december five-point game. That's the closest Iowa State has been in a Big 12 game this season. That five-point loss in Morgantown. Iowa State is two and nine. Two wins, nine losses. They're 0-6 in the Big 12. You remember the Kansas State game. Iowa State lost to Kansas State at home. Poor Kansas State. (laughs) They, they play West Virginia, and then they got to go to Baylor. And Baylor just annihilated them. Anyways, this is about Iowa State. Iowa State. They've actually been better on the road in conference than at home. They've lost all of them. But lost a close one at Texas. Lost a close one at West Virginia. But have gotten smoked in the Hilton Coliseum. Today, on the road against Mississippi State, they lost by almost 50 points. That's where Iowa State is at at as a program. You know, (laughs) Bob Huggins can't win a big game. West Virginia, they they lose another one they should have won. Iowa State has a proud basketball history in the last 10, 20 years. And they're 2-9 and nine and 0-6 and in the Big 12, okay? West Virginia has had some success in Ames since they've joined the Big 12. They've won three times in Iowa. For WVU, this is the game before the crazy stretch. This is the game before the gauntlet of six games versus teams in the top 25. Uh, I don't want to make any game a must win, but let's be very clear. (laughs) Given the upcoming schedule, West Virginia needs to win this game. Win it by one point, win it comfortably, win this game. 
Oof. I'm not trying to scare you, but Javon Carter's senior year, Daxter Miles' senior year, that was a Sweet 16 team. West Virginia lost at home, just melted down at home in the SEC Big 12 Challenge game versus Kentucky. And Kentucky was not a great team that year. And then West Virginia went to Iowa State. Yes, Daxter Miles had the flu, but that was not a good Iowa State team. And West Virginia lost by double digits. So, again, past performance doesn't guarantee future results. But I can't, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that that happened four years ago. All right. Or three seasons ago, not four years ago. Anyways, got to win this one. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Pandora, CastBox. Subscribe to the podcast. Whatever that button looks like on whatever platform you're listening to this, Hit a button that says subscribe or follow. Just if you do that, the podcast automatically downloads downloads to your device. That helps you probably not as much as it helps me. But do that. Subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2020-2021 season. They're 11-5. and five. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.